team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Yeah, hello. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We got a bit of feedback just before the end of the show, Bick, saying that the show is all about you guys. You're talking about yourselves and not about sport. I mean, do we take... Do we take that personally? Because I feel like we had a fair lens on sport today. I, I think what might have happened, yeah. Paul might have just tuned in just as we were doing the Brecky Brownlows, which we do poke fun at ourselves. There was another one after that, though. There's someone in Henley Beach saying, I've been listening for 45 minutes. Oh, dear. You just talk about yourselves. Okay. So it's gone from Bickley's Believe It or Not into a pretty decent chat with Josh Gablich to talk about all the AFL stuff mm-hmm. into the Brecky Brownlow and then... I mean, you get a message like that and you just... Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's really flattened me. Because I was looking at the text message machine, it was... Right in front of me! Right in front of me! So I don't know what to make of it. Mm. I reckon they've got a little syndicate going where they can just go, hey, I bet they won't read this one out. Because <laughs> I used to do that. Yeah, is it? there you go. Anyway, well, we'll, uh, we'll try and keep it... A bit more on the uh, on the straight and narrow. You can't keep everybody happy. No. That's the thing. You can't keep everyone happy all the time. No. Sometimes you're going to get people who are really happy. Other times you're going to get people who sookie, are... Suki, suki, la, la. And that's fine. Mm. What about the footy? You looking forward to it? Going with my uncle tomorrow night. And I'm really looking forward to that because my uncle is like a dad to me. And um, he is a member of the MCC. And I'm his guest. So we've got really good seats, I think, on the fourth level. So you, they're reserved? You don't have to... Reserved. Right at the very front. So there's not a person sitting in front of us. It's part of the, the grandstand. Wow. Um, you better, so it'll be good, you mate. You better tether yourself on because you might get excited and jump up and... Yeah, well, I mean, to be very careful. And I hate heights as well. So hopefully <laughs> it's not too high up. But no, I'm looking forward to it, mate, because it's I, I feel you may experience this too. Going to the football as a punter mm. that isn't working and someone who can sit down, not have the anxiety or stress as going as a fan and just enjoying the football, I think would be, will be great. And I think I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. I'm really excited to hear the noise of the Collingwood fans. Mm. Um, if they be, get it'll up. It'll be a, a one-sided crowd too. Because, Absolutely. Yeah, probably they're talking 95, 96,000 again, yeah. which is huge. And then, the other thing as well, the, the when your team's playing in a prelim, like you said, it is so stressful mm. because there's so much on the end of it. When you're just a, a, a casual observer. You just like, don't care. Yeah, I've been um, to lots of grand finals where your team's not playing and just go and enjoy the footy. Watch players. You know, I love if Brisbane's playing in, in um, you know, if you're in real life in attendance, you can watch Lockie Neal, who's just a star, and mm. Dacos. I went to specifically went to watch Port and Collingwood play to watch Nick Dacos. I hadn't seen him live. It was just amazing. He had a, um, a more difficult day that day, but just his work rate didn't wasn't great in the first half, but just kept working and working and worked his way into the game. So, yeah, it's just really interesting to see yeah, great players in the flesh. Can I ask you two random sports questions? Um, I always do. Would you rather lose a prelim? Mm-hmm. Or lose a grand final? Oh, it's easy for me. Lose a grand final. Okay. Because you, you've got the hope and the anticipation of that week leading up to the grand final that you, you're there and it's, it could be yours. The other, it, the other... it probably hurts just as much, both of them. Yeah. 
in actual fact, I, I think losing the prelim probably hurts more because you haven't had that sort of week and that experience. Mm. And for players that, um, you know, there's lots of players. We talked about Brad Johnson never played in a grand final, five losing prelims and Billy Brownless, and there's lots and lots of others. So, you know, even experiencing the week and getting there is a little bit fulfilling, but obviously not the full bottle wit that you get when you're playing a premiership. What about this one? I don't know if I've said this to you before, but the uh, bronze medal mm. match in World Cup Olympics and things like that is interesting. And also probably has more significance and an emotional uplift than winning a silver medal. Because you have to lose to win the silver medal in team sport. Mm -hmm. The bronze medal match, you actually win to receive your medal. Yep. It's very strange looking at that because you finish your tournament with a win. Yeah. But to achieve the silver medal, you finish your tournament with a loss. But that's why I think you'll see the team that wins to go into the gold medal playoff game that's why they celebrate so hard in yeah. that game because yeah. they know they're guaranteed a silver. Yes, okay. So that's probably where the where the euphoria sort of lies there. Mm. The, the bronze medal game is interesting because I think it all depends on where your expectations were. Let's, I don't know, let's pick Italy, for example. Say they're the raging favourites to win the gold medal and they don't make the playoff gold medal game. You know, some of those guys will be super disappointed even if mm. they win the bronze. So it, it'd be a it'd be a hard job if you're the coach, for example, to try and get your players up to, um, yeah, to to be super competitive in that game. I reckon. I'm a deep thinker, aren't I today? Yeah, deep, deep. What's on the podcast? What do we got? Well, you were part of the show, mate. I'm just I'm leading you in. Oh, you had enough. Um, you got to be somewhere. No, we've got a meeting. We've got to go to. That should be fun. Um, we spoke to Josh Gablich, who talked about Bryn Teekle and uh, what's happening in Melbourne. We spoke to Pardo, Luke Partington. Mm. Just with Josh Gablich, one thing he mentioned about GWS in regards to the Ruckman. Mm. Braden Proust is the forgotten man of AFL football. Yeah, he was in North Melbourne and Melbourne. North Melbourne and on the cusp of being a really good Ruckman, mm. but behind Todd Goldstein. I think he got really poorly advised or made a really poor decision by then going to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Why would you go to Melbourne and be behind Max Gorn? Like it's exactly the same as being behind Todd Goldstein. And Max is actually younger. So I just feel like if he had gone to a club that was desperate for a Ruckman then, then he might, you know, his whole sort of career path might have changed. Then he went to, from Melbourne, he went to GWS. And now he's found himself behind Kieran Briggs, who's overtaken him. Mm -hmm. So, um, and he's just had lots of different sort of uh, inconsistencies and injuries and lots of things going on. So he is someone who, if he got to the right club that needed a ruckman and had a and a decent sort of run with injuries, he could he could be a serious player. I think. We spoke to Luke Partington from Glenelg, and um, we did Bickley's Believe It or Not. Pull your socks up. The elephant in the room was good today. Travis Boat Chat. Mm. Um, so I think it was pretty decent. Just on that, Travis Bocha, interesting, isn't it, around the two weeks? Mm. Why two weeks? Why not one week? Like, you get this sense of, if we push this out a couple of weeks after the grand final, everyone's on holidays, footy news, everyone's talking draft, it's sort of, 
a lot of the heat and emotion goes out of mm. the season, doesn't it? So, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. <laughs> Two weeks to make this. I'm fatiguing. Mm. Let's move on. <laughs> no one wants to hear your cough, mate. I'm trying. I don't have a cough button here. <laughs> right. Hey, enjoy the pod. It's been great, Mark. See you, everyone. See you, buddy. Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 19 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. We're in studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Shout out to Chemist Warehouse 2 for great savings every day. Um, Josh Gablich is going to join us not too far away and also Luke Partington from the Bays who are preparing for another Sandful Grand Final. Mark Bickley... Mm-hmm. I was having a think over the past 24 hours, oh and I know that's big for me. Yeah, it is. We don't give away enough stuff on SENSA Breakfast. I actually thought that as well. People are choosing to listen to us each morning. There's a lot of choices available when it comes to what you want to listen to, and we are grateful for the support we have of people all around Australia, whether it's on 1629 or on the app or viewing us on social media and that's it's important we we show gratitude as well mm-hmm. we want to hear your voices today so our number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. and what we have decided is that each morning the first caller of every show that we do will get a prize so today this is awesome it is a 100 dollars archie's footwear voucher archie's thongs so comfy, you'll never take them off. Mm-hmm. I know you've sampled these before. Oh, I, I've got a pair. I've got a black pair. I wear them everywhere. Arch support. We I, don't I care it. what you say either. You just got to call up, get your voice on SENSA. You can say good morning. You can tell us what you're having for breakfast. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Just call up. Well, there you go. Our number, one 736 and we will put you straight on air. So we've, we've got a call already. This is unbelievable. Call up, get on the air, win a prize. So do you think this could go well or a bit skew if? Well, who knows? But that's that's life, isn't it? You're just not sure what you're going to get. Isn't okay. There, isn't there a saying about that? Uh, that's um, a bit of... Like uh, a box of chocolates? Yeah, I think you've just tried to ad-lib a bit of <laughs> Forrest Gump there. So um, I think, should we should we speak to him? He's called up. So um, I think this is David who's called. Just waiting for Sam Fantasia is typing rapidly at the moment. It's David in Hillcrest on... One three hundred seven three six seven three six. David, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? We are so good that you've called up, even though we've bribed you. And immediately, <laughs> no matter what you say from here, you've got the one hundred dollar Archie's footwear voucher. So that's yours. What did you want to say, David? Oh, I just wanted to give you my footy tips for the weekend. Yes, please. Okay, I reckon, unfortunately, Collingwood's going to win. They've got a big advantage in that uh, GWS have only got a six-day break, which is very unfair, because normally they would have been playing the match. GWS should have been playing Saturday night. And I reckon Brisbane will win, because they just haven't lost up at the Gabba all year. Yep. And I'm, the, the one that really worries me the most is the SANFL. I'm really hoping Sturt can win because I've been a Sturt supporter for many, many years. Uh, I remember back to when they won the 1976 grand final and there was 60, almost 67,000 people at Footy Park. 
So I'm really, really hoping Sturt can beat Glen Elk. Yeah, well, David, I have nightmares about that game because my brother used to back for Sturt and I was a Port Adelaide man. We lost two games for the year that, that year, I think, something like that. I was eight years of age. And uh, the big jumbo prince, 21 kicks, 21 marks, dominated. And Sturt got up and knocked off the red-hot favourites in Port Adelaide. David, you have won the Archie's footwear voucher. I've thought of a name of this as well, Bix. You want to go with me? It could be first call free stuff. It's not too bad. Working title. It's very prescriptive. Tony is on the Gold Coast, one 736 736 And we love your interaction with us, Tony. How are you this morning? What can we do for you? I'm good. I thought of a new name for the competition. Tell us. Second in golf balls. <laughs> I think he wins. Yeah, you won him, Tony. You've won. You've won the. You've won the golf ball. So you've got the the prize from Golf Box TaylorMade Cap Divot Tool, box of TP5 golf balls. Uh, golf Box, home of the biggest range of golf's best brands. But you've got to give us something. You want to know how you can watch the Bays play on the weekend? Yeah. So obviously up here on the Gold Coast, we don't get SNFL on the TV. But do you guys know the best way to watch the footy? Because another mate from Adelaide followed dirt and what a time to watch it. Mm. So you can listen via us, 1629 SENSA, but also I'm I'm pretty sure that the Sandful will stream it. Yes. So if you get their app, Tony, you may be able to stream that there. Um, apart yep, from cool. that, the other thing you could do is just get someone in South Australia to FaceTime you for four hours <laughs> at Adelaide Oval on um, Sunday if that works. Anything works, you know. No, we love it. Tony, thank you for calling up. You have that incredible prize, Golf Box Australia's greatest golf superstore. The best brands in the biggest range. Shop at golfbox.com.au today. You got any ideas for the title of that, Bix, apart from first call free stuff? Um, Shop early, beat the rush. That's what I'd say. We had about 10 callers then, and uh, David was the man who got in first, so he got the, uh, the great Archie's prize. You want to call that Shop Early, Beat the Rush? <laughs> That's... That that's that was a fun. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! That was what people used to say. Like um, a couple of mates, if it, someone would be in a blue, and people are pushing and shoving, they'd say, "Shop early, beat the rush. Throw the first one and see how you go from there." That was like that was in a different. Yeah, none time, of us condone time. any of that. Exactly stuff. when we were kids, we were messing around. But um, yeah, shop early, beat the rush. You know what? We've got so much free stuff to give away today, including Sample Grand Final tickets. So call anytime. It is 25 minutes past six. Everyone's talking about Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham. Everyone's talking about Travis Boak as well. And we will continue doing that very soon on SENSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. Just on 6.30 on SENSA Breakfast, Tire Power is Australia's biggest independent tire retailer and a huge thanks to Chemist Warehouse for taking care of us and for great savings every day. Uh, the news very soon. Elephant in the room very shortly. We'll talk about Travis Boat because some more dialogue has come out about the future of the former captain of the Power. Bix, what do you got on the text line? Uh, yes, uh, Ben has kindly sent us in a message saying, Morning, gentlemen. The AFL app live streams all Sandful games. So have a good day, boys. So, yes. Thanks, so if ben. you want to listen to coverage, you can watch it on um, the AFL app. You can listen to it on 1629 SENSA. And we have tickets to give away to the game, but also the after party uh, featuring DeSaint 
and also hot dub time machine. Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. If you want to get involved on the show, one 736 736 Give us a buzz. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 25 to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Uh, big show today. Joss Gablich will talk about the CBA Mark Bickley will also speak to Luke Partington about the Stanford Grand Final this weekend, which should be absolutely massive. Mm. We also have very soon Elephant in the Room, where Travis Boak will certainly feature the Port Adelaide captaincy. So just prepare for that, Bix. Thanks to Ray White, North Adelaide. Real Estate's a team sport. Before we head into our sports update, did you want a On This Day in Sport? If you don't mind. We like to do this with the support of Burbank Homes, inspiring designs and personal service. So... Both AFL prelim finals were played on this day in 1996, Mark Bickley. Mm. So in the early game, it was North Melbourne defeating the Brisbane Lions by 38 points yes. to claim a spot in the 100th AFL grand final. Yep. And later that evening, Tony Lockett kicked the most famous behind in AFL history. It's remarkable. And the thing I took out of that was Kevin Sheedy, like he won four premierships, but think about that. He got knocked out of the prelim there with a kick after the siren. Think to 99 when Fraser Brown tackles Dean Wallace and, and uh, that sort of halts Essendon's run in 99. That's in a prelim final. Like just an absolute mastermind. He was so close so often and he won four premierships as well. So that's, 27 years as a coach of an AFL club is quite amazing. The Swans have been involved in some pretty epic finals too. If you think about that one, you think about the the grand final. They won. Barry, you star. So they've had some very epic games. Even Nick Davis kicking that goal against Geelong to um, move them for the Sydney Swans. So um, I wonder if we're going to have something as close on the weekend in the Sample, but the following weekend in the AFL grand final. Only last year um, against Collingwood. They got over the line by a point in exactly. the final. Thank you again to uh, Burbank Homes. Be inspired by their flexible floor plans and personal service. What else we got going on in the world of sport, Mark? Okay, Bickley? let's start with Formula One. Former champions McLaren have secured their Formula One lineup for the next few years after extending the contract of Australian rookie Oscar Piastri, which is great news. That's going to be till the end of 2026. Uh, he joins Lando Norris, who last year signed an extension through to the end of 2025. So they've got... Uh, they're two drivers locked away. They must be very happy with where they are. Piastri is 11th in the championship going to this weekend's Japanese Grand Prix. That's a really good result in mm. rookie year for him. Dallas, Florida, and New York. New York will host matches of next year's T20 World Cup. The United States will co-host the event with the West Indies. So that's... Yeah, uh, good junket to get on. Already sent my resume in. If you're a cricket... Yeah, well, you're, you're a cricket man. You can get out there and... 
Or they, where would they play? Would they play it on baseball fields? Where are they likely to play them? Well, I think they're, they're getting some um, uh, arenas made for them too because they've got the, the T20 tournaments over there this year. So, yes, mm. there would be some um, baseball fields being used. But I think there's a big push, and especially these T20 franchises are owned by um, a lot of the IPL clubs. So mm. um, they're just spending cash everywhere. Yep, got plenty. And I think so. I, I, once again... You think of a lot of the expats, you know, there's a lot of Indian expats, a lot of Australians, a lot of English people living in the United States. So they've got quite a captive market of people who really understand the game. And of course, then they're going to try and sway Americans to uh, love it like we do. Yes, there was an update on the Champions League. Oh my goodness. Something's going on today with my voice, Mark Bickley, which would please a lot of people. I just wanted to give you a quick Champions League update. I always told you that um, Bayern Munich was leading Man United. That game ended up 4-3. So that's ended right now. This is just the group stages of the Champions League. Um, the other big result, Arsenal defeating PSV 4-0. Uh, Real Sociedad and Inter 1-0. Sevilla and Lens 1-0. Um, and that's the, the bigger games that were play, being played this morning. What's PSV stand for? Do you okay, know? I'll get back to you. Okay. Because PSG is Paris Saint-Germain, is that right? Paris Saint-Germain. Okay, sorry. You say that correctly, please. Um, continue <laughs> with your sports update, please. Um, with some footy shorts, I reckon. Let's get into some footy shorts. Okay. Uh, Port Adelaide Ruckman Scott Lysette could retire as the power ponder, tossing another AFL lifeline to injury-prone Orazio Fantasia. Lysette's five-year deal, signed after winning the 2018 Premiership with West Coast, is set to expire with the 146-gamer unlikely to be offered a new deal at Alberton. But Port's football manager Chris Davies says the saga could have a surprise ending with Davies believing a banged-up Lysette could quit the game. So he won't play on That was surprising world. to hear yesterday. We're going to play some of Chris Davies very soon with his thoughts on Travis Boak, but um, I didn't expect to hear that. I thought mm. Scott would want to go on. Our footy shorts, thanks to Loop Logic, the Swiss Army Knife of Construction Management. You've got something on um, a couple of Essendon players as well. Before you do that, PSV, Philip Sport Vereningging. So they're called PSV Eindhoven. Yeah, so thanks for asking that. No, it's just interested, that's all. Yep. I never used to be interested in the world game, so you've, you've converted me. Now I'm, I'm curious. Thank you, Mark. Okay, now uh, Essendon hoping for their important pair of Sam Draper and Jake Stringer to be back into full training for the start of 2024. Both of them had injury hits uh, towards the end of the season. Draper battled a groin injury in the second half of the year. Uh, and they sunk down the ladder on the back of him not playing and Jake Stringer not really looking fit. So both those guys are going to be up and about for the start of the 2024 season, which can only be a good thing for Bombers fans. Loop Logics, the future of construction management for a free demo. Visit looplogics.com. A couple of texts coming through 0427154166. Morning, men. If the Hawks lose pick three for Ben Mackay or pay, big long t- uh, pay a big long-term contract, I'm going to throw up. And pull my 26-year membership. That's Dazza. I wouldn't. I'm with you. I wouldn't be giving up pick three or a huge long-term contract for Ben Mackay. I just don't. I haven't seen enough. He plays in a team where the ball is constantly in his area, and to me, it just doesn't influence the game enough. I think you should read the text from Max because it's a bit of banter at the very top. Max. I thought I just read that one. Uh, Do you want me to read it? Yeah, go. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was looking in the wrong column. Hey, fellas. 
They should let Port Adelaide wear the prison bar Guernsey only during September because that's when their performances on the field is truly criminal. Just need David Kosh to bring out his handcuffs and do a citizen's arrest on Ken Hinckley. <laughs> should have pre-read that really. No, well. that's <laughs> we can expect banter. This is the way that it should be. The citizen's arrest. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a little bit extreme, but Max is entitled to text whatever Max wants to text in. Thanks, We're in Studio Max. Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Next, there's a few elephants in the room that we need to discuss on SENSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! What a beautiful morning it is in Adelaide. We are live in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Huge thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Mark Bickley, we're looking outside this glorious studio here and the sun is rising. We can feel that spring is certainly in the air. Good morning. Did you get a sleep last night? Uh, good morning to you, Jared. A little bit bit uh, disrupted, bit broken last night. So I uh, hope I don't get too fatigued like yesterday. I didn't have a great day yesterday. I think it threw you yesterday because <laughs> we were supposed to be in Studio Lumo. but mm, Must have. We were kicked out by Kane Corns, and we ended up at 2KW, which was fine. We had a great time. Across the road. Got to meet some of the new SENSA staff. Um, you got to flog heaps of stuff, including that Signet Boost Power Bank, which we were going to give away today. <laughs> Please. But um, Mark Bickley has ended up winning that. I, I would like to call that um, product testing. I agree. Because we're going to talk about the Signet Boost Power Bank, and mm. I want to be able to say, it's a lifesaver. I use it all the time. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. You have gone through tyre power and Morn Team Ford, <laughs> Mount Barker, and the Sandful and uh, Underworks mm. and Golf Box and said, I want to try everything. That's it. Try everything. But I feel better in here now. How are you feeling? Because I think apparently yesterday we got a shout out on um, Kane's Brecky show mm. after all we did was mention that he pulled rank. Oh, well, we're, that's fine. That, it's the pecking order. It's I agree. pretty simple. We've been in sporting teams before, and you. Well, you have. You've played, sort of. What, don't, don't you have the sort of over thirty-five masters. Yeah, but you can't game. really, you can't really get dropped from that, and you can't really get moved when there's only eleven players available. No, but I would suspect, you know, when you turn thirty-five, you would have come in playing against some old fifty-year-old blokes, yeah. and you would have you know, dominated, been the number one banana. Correct. Yeah. Then someone ticks over and they're thirty-five, and now you're forty, and now you're a bit slower. No, I mean, I would bang, say that. A bit banged up. No, so really. you get sort of pushed out or pushed back or something. No, like that. I'm not a banged up type of player. I'm one of the <laughs> hockey players that just stands on the wing and waits for the ball to come to me. And then I get rid of it as soon as I can so I don't have to stuff it up. Okay. Which I fail to do. But it's it's nice being back in here. Yes. We had some people waving through the window earlier. Look, if you haven't seen what Studio Lumo looks like, you can just listen on the SENSA app. Um, we've got cameras which show everything and also um, that way you can get involved with the show. You can text us or you call us in just by listening on the app. And by doing that today, this is awesome. So alongside Golf Box, home of Australia's uh, biggest range of golf's best brands, we have this pack to give away, including a tailor-made cap, divot tool, and a box of TP5 golf balls. Text in the show today. Yes, and you could win that stuff. 0427-154-166. We've also got Sandful Grand Final tickets to give away. 
This is going to be massive. Sam Full Show yesterday was a brilliant end to the year. Dan Menzel joined me in Studio Lumo. We spoke to Darren Reeves, coach of the Bays, Marty Matner, coach of Sturt, Matt Dolding. Both, a, both done great jobs, haven't they? Fantastic jobs. This is going to be brilliant. No matter your club colours, Balfour's after the game. Just by texting the show today, we might be able to hook you up with tickets to not just the Sample Grand Final, but also the after party. Um, interesting talking to Darren Reeves yesterday because he was part of North Adelaide's setup last mm, year. Mm. And they have followed the same journey, um, Glenelg, as North Adelaide have in regards to having a couple of weeks off leading into a grand final. We asked him about that and he was just saying that um, they had this brutal training session down at Stradorama and they need to be prepared for a pretty physical and I don't think I've ever said this word before, but you have, dour affair. But I think the first half it could be quite dour and then the second half Glenelg might just go, all right, Mm. see you later. I think the start is so important Mm. because what we saw, uh, particularly last week, Sturt got three or four goals in front and then, as you say, they, they maintain possession. They don't risk the footy. They can defend really well. So if you are in front, that then forces Sturt to be more attacking. It, you know, they have to play the game to try and, you know, match the scoring. If they get in front, they can, you know, it's a bit like in soccer terms, sort of parlons, you can park the bus. Yep. They play a, a, a low risk game or they've got the potential to do that very comfortably. So if I was going to Elg, there'd be a fair emphasis on the start for me. There is a fair bit of soccer going on as we speak, Mark Bickley, because uh, we're back to the group stages of the Champions League. <laughs> it's really? back already. So there's some current games happening right now. Um, uh, Bayern Munich is leading Man United 3-1, which is probably the, the biggest result at the moment, apart from um, Arsenal, who are leading PSV, not PSG, PSV, um, 4-0. So we'll, we'll give you updates throughout the morning once those final scores come through. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, have been supporting us from day one. I had another question about the Sandful for you, and we will speak to Luke Partington from Glenelg about the Sandful Grand Final today. Is it bittersweet having success when you are part of a, a Sandful setup? So if you think about Sturt, they make the under-16s Grand Final, the under-18s Grand Final, they're playing in the Reserves Grand Final and the League Grand Final. And what that shows is a huge depth of talent, which will be rated by the AFL clubs if these people and these players are good enough to be drafted. Mm. And then they almost have to go back to the drawing board and replace these players. So winning a Sandful flag or making the finals is great, but there's also a reality that your responsibility of a local club is to send your players off to bigger and better things. And then if you can go again and grab another couple of premierships out of it, that's the sign of a really yeah, good club. Look, I, I think there's a couple of things. Certainly in the underage teams, there's an element of that where you, um, you know, it, it, it's a bit more, you know, dependent on, you know, if you've got two or three really jet players, then, you know, they, they can get picked up. When you get to, you know, and, and Sturt and Glenelg are really good examples. Glenelg, you know, think of Luke Partington and, uh, Brett Turner and uh, Liam McBean and Toby Pink. Yeah, you just go through. A lot of those guys aren't getting drafted, are they, really? But what well, they've had an opportunity yeah, and it didn't yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah, Lockie Hosey, yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, you've got uh, Darcy Bailey. Look, those guys have been together and, and they've committed to stay together to try and, you know, make the most of this sort of run they've got. So there's two things that I take out of it. One is whatever Glenelg are doing, they've created – uh, a program where the people want to stay around and stay involved in that program. And, and that is the challenge for Sandful clubs is 
there are so many competing forces. You've got players that, you know, once you get to 25 to 30, you've, <clears throat> a lot of those players end up with a family. The work commitments start to ramp up. You've got the, the lure of training once a week and going, getting a pay packet and playing in the country or at different in different leagues. So to be able to create an environment where everyone wants to stay mm. and make that commitment to three or four nights a week to the, you know, getting home late after training because you've worked all day, then you've got to train afterwards. That's a massive commitment. And the teams that have that profile where they can keep those mature age players, they're the ones that have done well. And you think about Sturd are not quite as uh, experienced as Glenelg, but, you know, Battersby and Lewis and, and a lot of the players through Sturt's side are in a, in a similar vein. They've been able to keep them there for a little while. More team forward, Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. Um, Bix, yesterday was quite emotional for me. I mentioned it was my daughter Rain's birthday. Yes. It actually poured with rain yesterday afternoon too, so I thought it was quite fitting. Mm. Um, so she's seven. And what happened yesterday was, can you just talk for a second, please? How are you going, by the way? <laughs> Normally the, uh, the, back. the clearing the throat is exclusive to me. Well, I'm back. Um, okay. What was really emotional yesterday was because she's seven years of age, according to the uh, South Australian government, she doesn't require a baby slash infant seat anymore. She mm. just requires a secure seat belt. Yep. So see you later seat. Now she's um, in the big girl seat. And that's it. As a parent with um, your eldest child, like, I don't know what you went through with your 19 kids, but that's a... Um, that's a pretty big moment. It's a milestone. Yeah. It's, it's makes, you know, being able, the kids being able to get in and secure themselves, that makes life a bit easier rather than the other way around. But anyway. Are you an embarrassing parent though? Because my wife and I arrived at my daughter's primary school with a handful of balloons. Yeah. So when she walked out, mm. um, we were those parents and you could see the look of disgust on her face. She yeah. almost didn't want it to be her birthday. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not one of those parents. My okay. wife sometimes sort of drifts into that area because she's very, very exuberant. Yeah. Probably like Gabby, same thing. But um, no, I tend to sort of stay in the shadows. Okay. Like most things. Well, that sounded very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, at a, I'm at a school and I'm staying in the shadows. That sounded very creepy, Mark Bickley. Um, Thankfully, there are no shadows in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. There's a lot to talk about this morning, Bix. The CBA will be all across. Got a couple of questions I need to ask you about that. Uh, we'll speak to Josh Gablich too about player payments, how much they expect. Also draftees and what their um, guaranteed contract is going to be when they're drafted, what the players want. Yeah, a couple of things that jumped off the page. By 2027, 50 players in the AFL earning over a million dollars. That's that's a big number, isn't mm. it? It used to be exclusive to one or two. Now we're talking 50. So 18 teams, it's three players in every team roughly earning – a million dollars or more. That, that's uh, quite remarkable. Get a bit jealous. I wish I was was maybe playing now. That That's something that we could uh, work out, though, if you go back to when you were playing, how that kind of measures up to see the, um, the slice of the pie that the players get. But um, CBAs are happening in world sport at the moment. Mm. I know that in, in the world game, um, the current CBA is being worked out at the moment with the Matildas and the Socceroos and um, having equal pay and equal opportunity, yeah. which I think is fantastic. So Josh Gablich can cover that. Uh, we also have Elephant in the Room, where I'm going to ask you not only about Travis Boak, mm. we also need to work out what's going on with the Adelaide 36ers because they had a, a below-par NBL Blitz tournament up in Queensland. And if what I'm hearing is correct, there's a player 
who they recruited who is gone before even suiting up in a regular NBL game. What? So we'll talk about that. Most importantly, we want to hear from you. one 736 736 Give us a call. Uh, who's your tip for the prelims? They all start tomorrow night at the MCG, followed by the game at the Gabba on Saturday. Who's your tip for the Sandful Grand Final? Who's certainly going to make a difference too? Um, before... We take a breather this morning. If you haven't heard, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. So just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. We are going for 18 degrees today. It's going to be a very big Thursday edition of SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 12 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Mourn Team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. If you're listening on the app, you can see what Mark Bickley looks like this morning. He's raring to go for a huge weekend of footy. The prelim finals start tomorrow night in the AFL and the Sample Grand Final on Sunday, which is going to be massive. The Futures play first thing on Sunday morning, heading into the Reserves Grand Final, Sturt and Glenelg, followed by the League Grand Final, Sturt and Glenelg. Studio Lumo is powered by Lumo Energy SA. And if you wanted to listen on the app, you can also press a few buttons there. Call us, text us. We've got a text coming in, Mark Bickley. Yeah, this one is from Daniel who says, if you know Scott, this is Scott Lysette, the retirement plans have been in place for a while. He will be at Port Districts with his best mates, Matty Rose and Sam and Tom Gray in 2024. That's a fair team. That gets up. That's my area too, so I'd be able to go and just sit there on a Saturday and watch Port Districts play, who had a pretty disappointing season, I think, after um, going out on top last year. So, Mark Bickley, mm. I think it's only fitting that right now, with Ray White North Adelaide Real Estate's a team sport, we talk about Travis Boat. I'm just the elephant in the room. How does elephant in the room work, Mark Bickley, for those who don't know about it? Yes, well, what happens is you bring up topics that seem obvious but no one really wants to tackle because they're a bit awkward. And you're really good at having a balanced view on things, but it's important we talk about these things. And, of course, you can contribute to Elephant in the Room too. Thanks to Rachel Laurie at Ray White North Adelaide, real estate to team sports. So let's talk about Travis Boat because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, there, It's not just one elephant in the room. There's a lot of elephants. Just like that one. Where do you want to start with this? Perhaps we can have a listen to Chris Davies, who spoke yesterday yes. about Travis Boak, and he was very direct in what he said. Well, it's been interesting to, to reflect on all of the, the discussion that, that happened, I think, to Trav in, in the lead-up to last week. You know, what, I, what I can absolutely guarantee you, again, is that Travis's thinking about you know, whether he has the, the passion to continue to play. Uh, if he wants to do that, he'll be at Port Adelaide next year, yes. Mm. So I was surprised to hear that because uh, what happened after that was, um, and this is mutually from, you heard it from Chris and also from Travis Boak, who said, going to take a couple of weeks to think about it. Now, it was only, I thought it was only Tuesday where he was quoted as saying, 
Body feels great. The fire in the belly is still there. I want to play on. And now after having a meeting, it's take two weeks to to decide whether I want to play on. So this is Trav when he was doorstopped leaving the club. Are you more confident than yesterday, though? Got a bit more clarity? Um, yeah, no, there was some really good clarity around the chats that we had. And, um, you know, those, those chats have been ongoing all year. And this was just a, another step in that in that direction. And, but, yeah, it was a good chat. Is it, is it only port for you? Uh, yeah, I want to be here. This is, this, is my, this is my home. So what are you want to up, Trav? What's, what's the is it play on or cool your heel somewhere? Basically. <laughs> That's it, yeah. So he's having a think about it. Then we heard mm. um, Kane yesterday give his insight into the bike situation. I believe they had made the call on him that the time was coming to mm. an end for Travis. But the fan backlash that has happened since the exit and how popular Travis is, I think they are reluctant to make that call because of the react. Now, whether that's right, in fact, I think it's wrong. You shouldn't mm. be making decisions on the back of what you're forecasting the reaction of your fan base would be. That would be a mistake. Talking about reaction of the fan base, we've got a few texts reflecting reaction of the fan base, Bix, 0427 154 So Michael started off with saying, Travis on Tuesday said he still wanted to be a part of it, had plenty to give and fire in the belly. Then CD yesterday said Travis needed a couple of weeks to decide. Mm. So as you suggested, that's that's what we're facing at the moment. Yeah, also uh, read another article where um, Chris Davies was quoted as saying that didn't want Travis to play in the sandfall. Don't think that's the way for him. So, so for me, the way I feel like this has played out, like the, the club's in a really difficult position. I think, this is my opinion, that they believe that Travis should finish up and they believe that they need to play the Josh Sins of the world and, and younger players that, that play in a similar position. They've got to keep revigorating their team for them to go forward. But it's really difficult to call an end to an absolute legend. So the, the perfect scenario would be is that Travis decides that, you know what, yeah, this is going to be difficult for me next year. My opportunities are going to be limited, so I'm going to decide to finish up. So I think that's what the conversation was about yesterday, um, we've watched, we've seen you, the position you're going to play next year, it's the position of the younger guys. Uh, it, it's going to be really difficult for you. We can't guarantee you opportunities. We've got very limited list spaces. Um, if you do play, you know, that's going to mean we're going to have to maybe leave someone else out. Our budget is tight, so we can't pay you anywhere near what we've, you know. So in the end, there's, there's some coercion, I think trying to steer Travis into that, probably the best thing for everyone is that I don't play next year. That's where I sit on that one. Let me ask you some questions. Because you're very balanced, which I like, and you need to help emotional people here with a bit of perspective and balance. Mm -hmm. Will Travis Boak help Port Adelaide win their next premiership if their window is still open? Uh, This is – I'm – I'm a bit of a believer in there's there's a certain fabric that you need at your footy club. And I think that Travis Boak adds to that fabric. I think what I would say, and I've, you know, I've said this a lot of times, I would say to Travis, we will not guarantee you a game and there is a huge chance you'll play 15 games in the sandfall. If you want to take that on, there's a spot for you. If you want to back yourself in to, to prove us wrong, or if we get some injuries and you come in like Matt Crouch did and proved Adelaide wrong, that's your prerogative. 
but you do it knowing full well that you could be running around at Prospect Oval in front of 1,800 people for a lot of the year and, and other suburban grounds. But we are prepared to go with that because of what you bring, the leadership. There's a good chance that, that it might be Zach Butters or Connor Rosie as skipper next year. Would it be any benefit at all having Travis Boak as a sounding board, you know, sitting alongside those blokes? Absolutely it would be. So I'm a believer in you keep people around if they add to the fabric of it. And is he in the best 44 players in Port Adelaide's list? I think he is. And he proved that on the weekend. You've got to keep one eye on the future. So there is the chance that he does fluctuate a bit up and down, manage some weeks. That's fine as well. But I would still keep him there. I've not heard one person think that moving Travis Bocon is a good idea. Not Mm -hmm. one person. I would hate to see him wearing a different club's Guernsey in 2024. But he's already said it's port or nothing. So he's deciding. And that's fine. But he also deserves an exit like no other. He's played the most games at at the club. But but that's that's fairytale stuff. It, It is. But Bix, he was one of Port's best players in that final. He was one of the only players to stand up on the weekend, mm-hmm. which I think straight away is a tick. We also don't know the significance of the injury that he copped early in the season yeah. with his rib. He's never injured. And I feel, if I'm looking comparatively here, re-signing Travis Boak for another year who can help Port Adelaide on field, off field, that has more significance than recommitting to Rory Sloan at Adelaide for a year. Mm. I, think- I, I think they're very similar. I think what Travis can offer, as you said, it, I don't think as much as I love the progression of Josh Sin, if you're going to do a straight swap for Josh Sin next year for Travis Boak, I don't think that's going to have any impact on the now, which Port Adelaide needs to focus mm. on. Well, I, I think what you'll find is that if you expose some of these young players, some of them will get better quite quickly particularly in an experienced side. And you've got, you've got to keep exposing them. You've, and that, that's the way to, to get them up to speed. So I think they're very similar. I totally agree with you. I think they're very similar. And I would have done the same with both of them. I think they both, they, they, they're so professional. They, they lead in a way, you know, from the Monday to Friday that, that sets a great example for all the new people that come in. So yeah, that, that would be the way I would go. But I suspect the way I explained it before, there's some coercion from Port Adelaide who was maybe trying to steer Travis to say it's probably enough's enough. You know, the, the end is here. I don't think enough's enough for Travis Boak, but I'm just a, I'm just well, a I'm, supporter who's... You and I are agreeing. Yeah, but I, I like the fairy tale element of it too. However, I think there's a bit of reality with that fairy tale that he deserves to play 350 games. And yes, that deserves is certainly sometimes not reality, but mm. I don't think he's done anything to suggest that he's not but in three, Port Adelaide's like, best 22. Is 350, does that make any difference between 348 and 350? Like, I get the, the Gavin Wanganing, get him to 300 games. 300 is a significant number. I don't think this makes any difference to Travis Boak whether he plays 348 or 350. Does anyone think any less of him for those two games? I just I just don't see that as an, an issue. Rocco on the text line, 0427154166. He has a different appearance, uh, opinion and says if Travis Boak is at Port Adelaide in 2024, they're going backwards. He struggled this year. He'll get a job as an assistant coach. 
Then uh, Dracos says, with Travis Boak's age, does he get to do a full preseason or does the club ease it up a bit? And Michael says, there's no way Travis should end his career this way. He needs to have a farewell game and chaired off. We've also got a call, one 736 736 Stu from Handorf. Oh, no. good, good morning, Stu. <laughs> hey, boys. How are we? Good, Stu. <laughs> I reckon, in all seriousness, there is um, there's an elephant in the room at Adelaide too, and, and I think the club got ahead of it and addressed it mid-season, and the signature was done, so it didn't carry over into the off-season. I, I think I think there, there's a lot of similarity between Bogey and uh, and Sloney lads. I reckon mm. I reckon he's probably been told the same thing. You are not guaranteed a start-up role in our. Uh, 22 or 23 with the sub next year uh, and you're going to be on reduced coin for all the reasons you just described around Bogey and I think there would have been similar backlash at the club, maybe not heightened given the circumstances of finals this year with Port and I think yeah, the club was smart to sort of get ahead of that and, and not about and so it didn't carry on over while we're talking delistings and potential list spots for next year. Yeah, I think you're right, Stu. And once again, I'll just reiterate one more time, is that if you are really transparent, I don't see the big deal. Like I think Chris Davies, as I said, said, oh, we don't want Travis running around in the sample. Why not? What if you've if you got another couple of draftees this year and young kids, why don't you want great champion players running around in the sample, teaching those guys how to go about it? And... Tom Jonas, there's a stigma that came with it. The captain got dropped. After three or four weeks, does, does anyone think any less of Tom Jonas? I actually thought it it's, it's, was showed great character. Uh, and, you know, he's still being a leader around the footy club, even though he's not in the best team. It just shows that he's made of the right stuff. And I just feel like those other two blokes you mentioned, whether it's Sloan or whether it's Boak or whether it's another retiring champion, if they are prepared to back themselves in, and they know that there's a chance they play Sample, well, just get on with it and see what happens. Nice work, Mark Bickley. Uh, Ray White North Adelaide Real Estate is a team sport. It's just on 7 o'clock. We're going to talk about the prelim finals because they are massive this weekend. It all starts tomorrow night at the MCG. Collingwood and the Giants, followed by Brisbane and Carlton on Saturday. And we'd love your thoughts continuing to come in on the text line 0427154166. What should happen? With Travis Boak, what would you do, Port fans or even Adelaide supporters? I mean, it's a he's a big football figure, especially here in South Australia. So let us know. Back after this on SENSA. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Tank Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Been a big first hour, Mark Bickley. Plenty still to come to. Josh Gablich from the AFL is going to join us to give us an update on the CBA and uh, how much money the players are going to be getting just by playing footy whether it's deserved or not, Mark Bickley and Luke Partington from Glenelg preparing to take on the Double Blues. A double date with the Double Blues Glenelg have this weekend. I stole that from their socials, but I just love it. Um, if you want to go to the Sanford Grand Final too, no matter your club colours, Balfour's after the game, just call us at any time and we'll hook you up with some tickets. We've also got tickets to the after party, one 736 736 It is a big weekend of football. Mark Bickley, Kona Cranes and D-Mag shaping next generation material handling. Let's talk Let's finals down. footy. Starts tomorrow night at the G. 
packed crowd. Let's ask you to start off with prelim finals. Yes. Traditionally are the most pure form of a final and the most memorable when it comes to the fans. Yes. Your memories of prelim finals, please. Well, they were very stark because I played in a losing one when we were seven goals up at halftime. It was at the MCG, probably around 78, 80,000 people there. Uh, we played against Essendon and probably 60,000 were Essendon fans. And we were flying and then they came back in the last half and in particular the last quarter and just the noise and the momentum and they got over the top of us. So that's the flatulence game, isn't it? That's the Where no, something happened in the change rooms. 1993, yes. And which then, poisoned your teammates. And then the flip side of that. <laughs> You're just moving on very quickly. Was in 97 <laughs> where we played the Western Bulldogs and we were five goals down at halftime and we were able to sort of – conjure something up and come back and, and win it, you know, with a couple of seconds to, to go. So that was the famous Kane Johnson pass that mm. Darren Jarman, who uh, sort of with nerves of steel, went back and just iced the game. And then the next year was even, was a bit more crazy because that was the redemption game. The Bulldogs had been no low, lower than second on the ladder for the whole year. We scraped into the eight with 13 wins. So we weren't very dominant that year. We beat Sydney in the wet after losing to Melbourne. So we'd been on the road for three or four weeks and, and we got there and the whole thing was this is the Bulldogs to pay back uh, Adelaide for knocking them out of the prelim the year before. And we were 11 goals up at three-quarter time and the game was over. It was just yeah. Matty Robin kicked six and I think Andrew McLeod kicked seven. So um, just absolute dominant performance. Tomorrow night is going to be quite large at the G. I'm Oh, it's bittersweet that I'm going to be in Melbourne coincidentally to watch it because I would have been like to watching another team play against Collingwood. But Nick Dacos come back, comes back into the team. Um, the Giants are at full fitness, which is brilliant for them after the performance that they put on against Port Adelaide on Saturday with Kieran Briggs couldn't even put his arm around his teammate or sing the club song on Saturday night. And he looks fit to play too for the Giants. So what do you make of this game? Because I don't think it's as simple as Collingwood get the job done after what the Giants put on display last weekend. No, and, and I tend to agree. And the reason why is when you look through the Giants' side, there's just so many guys in, if not career-best form, having amazing seasons. So Whitfield is just braining it at the moment. Canelio played his best game he's ever played, I think, on the weekend. You've got Toby Green, the All-Australian captain, is just dynamite. You've got Tom Green, who I think is the premier midfielder in the competition right now. You've got Josh Kelly. So, you know, I've named five guys before I even got to Josh Kelly, and he's just, you know, I think in the, the first final, he had 30 possessions, two goals, and was best on ground. Sam Taylor's the All-Australian centre-half back. Harry Himmelberg is an outstanding defender who marks, attacks, kicks it really well. Buckley's been really good in defence. Then you've got Briggs as a ruckman who's really come to the fore. I know he's got a sore shoulder, but uh, he's in the top half a dozen Ruckman in the competition. You've got Bedford and Daniels who offer amazing speed and pressure and goal sense. Lloyd is a really neat player who, you know, plays in the front half of the ground and kicks it really well. So all those players are having amazing seasons and I'm sure I've missed a couple in there as well. And then you've got Collingwood. The big sort of question mark will be around Nick Dacos. He's just such a star of the competition He's missed a lot of footy, so he would have missed seven weeks. I reckon we saw what happened with Charlie Dixon coming back after seven weeks. He was a bit rusty. So will he notice a difference? There's only so much match sim you can do in hard training to then step into a, a preliminary final. The Giants would be aware of that. But 
you, you would expect it would take a little bit of time for Nick Dacos to feel his way through the game. Absolutely. There's, um, I think it was about three weeks ago well, with the first final, I saw some vision of him running and he was still really limping then. And he, like he's had a cracked bone in his leg or his kneecap. So same with Charlie who had a cracked bone in his foot. You can't run. So mm. for the first month, you're, you're not doing anything on your feet. So that's you go through this detraining. So you you know you lose a lot of that fitness. I know you there'll be swimming and there'll be other exercise you can do with your upper half and maybe exercise bikes and all those sort of things. But it's not the same as running. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and I just don't like Collingwood. I think are one of those perfect examples of the sum of all the parts is better than the individuals. Yes, they've got the Dacos brothers and Moore and Pendlebury and others, but they've just got blokes like Myacek. And Elliot and um, Hoskin Elliot and Murphy and you know don't look you know Maynard's a heart and soul player they're not superstars in their own right but when you put them together with the way they play and the way they play for each other they play an, an insatiable brand of footy so I've tipped Collingwood but with no real confidence mainly because it's at the MCG they're fresh in terms of they've been freshened up compared to the Giants who are. After playing a couple of finals, you start to get, like Kieran Briggs, some of those, you know, collision-style injuries. It's such a – finals footy is such a tough, combative style of play that you have to do, and inevitably you get knocks. What do you think? Do we have Collingwood fans listening? Do we have Giants fans listening who are still celebrating? Potentially they've just stayed in Adelaide after Saturday night. Um, What's your tip? 0427154166. Let us know on the text line. The other thing I, I feel like, if the Giants are to win, what we'll see is we'll see uncontested marks inside their forward 50. They move the ball really well. Collingwood, a really aggressive defensive team. They press really high up the ground. So it's not unusual to see Darcy Moore standing 10 or 15 metres off his man, in front of his man, because he's relying on the pressure from up the field to, to force them just to kick it, a quick kick. And that's why he... You know, Melbourne play the same way. That's why he takes intercept marks because he's not on his man. If you have players <clears throat> like Cornelio, like Kelly, like Whitfield, who are brilliant either sides of their body and they keep finding it on the body, one quick kick, a handball receive, all of a sudden, Darcy Moore, 15 metres off his man, he just can't get close enough to Jesse Hogan or whoever it is. So expect to see a little bit of that if the Giants play really good footy. Our finals preview alongside Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. Next, we will talk about the game, which is up at the Gabba on Saturday Twilight, which will be between the Brisbane Lions and Carlton. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 17 minutes past seven going for 18 degrees today across Adelaide. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mark Bickley, we've just gone through the Collingwood GWS preview. 0427154166 before we head into uh, Carlton and Brisbane. Here's a few texts. This one from Rocco that says, Bix, you were talking about the 93 prelim, um, which apparently you cost the team due to a, a body <laughs> movement at halftime. Um, Bix, you also cost the Crows a spot in the grand final in the 2002 prelim final. What is Rocco suggesting mm. there? So that was when I was out suspended after um, the Darrell Wakeland incident. Mm-hmm. So I think he's being complimentary there. 
by saying that if I had played in the prelim that we would have won and moved through. Oh, that was the game that uh, Cloak knocked out Tyson Edwards. So, I remember that. So he was off the ground. And there was another, I think Andrew McLeod got injured in that game as well. And so he was off, it might have been with a foot or an ankle injury. So okay. we were down a couple of midfielders. So maybe that's what Rocco. So it's your about. fault. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matt says, I think we will see one upset in the prelims this week. I'd love to see the Giants win, but imagine a Collingwood Carlton grand final. That's from Matt. What else we got? Um, we have got. Morning, lads. Just a shout-out to the Giants' social media team. They're absolutely killing it in that space at the moment. Very entertaining. Hope their fan base starts to grow. Giants' Brisbane grand final would be very funny. Cody from Sign Ken for 10. <laughs> That's normally Cody from Straight Sets as well. So <laughs> I like Cody. The, the the name that Cody puts at the bottom of Cody's text is very, very intelligent. So what they've done this week is basically said that Collingwood have – this is the – the giant social media team. Collingwood have 106,000 members. And then they've said, well, there's 26 million people in Australia. So that means 25 million, <laughs> 900,000 must be Giants fans. They're very good. Heath says, Collingwood will win Isaac Quaynor to do a shutdown job on Toby and more will stop the flow to Hogan. Jesse Hogan could have almost kicked eight goals on the weekend against mm. the power. He was very, very good. Let's talk about Carlton Brisbane on Saturday at the Gabba. This should be huge. Yes, it should be huge. I actually think this one is more clean cut than than the Collingwood one, strangely enough, even though Collingwood have been a better player, for, a better team for most of the year. There's a couple of things. One, I think now going to the Gabba is one of the harder road trips in the game. Like Geelong got rolled at GMHBA Stadium a few times this year. Nobody, not even Collingwood, were able to beat uh, Brisbane at the Gabba. So they're playing really good footy. They're rested they're a team that's had enough experience now. They've been deep in the finals the last three years, at the very least. Uh, there's, you know, that, that that sort of maturity within the team looks to be there. Danaher and Charlie Cameron and McCluggage, they've been around the place for a long time. Some of them have been close to winning a flag, but just haven't quite got there. Lockie Neal, you'd think, is primed to play a really big game as well on the back of being a little bit quiet against Port Adelaide the last time they played. So... I see Brisbane in really good shape. The only question mark I have is if Payne doesn't play down back. Now, there's some suggestion that he's not going to play. He's, yep. out, he's out injured. That just opens the door. If we know that Harry Mackay is going to come back in, we know that Charlie Curnow is uh, in there. He's the common medalist. Been a little bit quiet the last two matches, the last two finals matches. The one worry that I think Brisbane may have if Carlton gets some supply through Cripps and Chera and, and Walsh, if those two big guys have a night out, I'm just not sure what that looks like, you know, and it may mean that Harris Andrews has to be a bit more of a lockdown player rather than that. And his role has player. kind of changed this year a little bit, Harris Andrews, hasn't it, where he's not just going to the number one key no. forward. Um, so often, he may need often to... Often goes the other way. He goes to the, the least dangerous forward so that he can just sag off and be that intercept player. So he might need to go back and do that. Jack Martin comes back into the team for... Carlton too. So do you give Carlton any chance? Well, they've got a chance, but I would think if this is played 10 times, they win twice, Carlton, and I think Brisbane win eight. And if you were a Blues supporter, would you be satisfied with their journey this season to get them as far as they have? Oh, well, you think about not playing final, not winning a final in 25 years, mm. is it something like that? Is it that long? They beat Richmond, didn't they, in a final in 2013, I think. But it's been a long time anyway. It's been a decade of 
misery. And you think about Paddy Cripps, who, you know, two thirds of the way through his career and it's his first final series. So they would be ecstatic. They've had some unbelievable moments. It'd be awesome for Carlton fans if the fairy tale continued. I think it's less likely than likely. Uh, a couple of texts on 0427154166. Um, this is Mark in Renmark. I think the Giants can win, but their conversion rate from possession will have to be much better. We're all over Port Adelaide without killing them off last week in the first half. Burn as many scoring opportunities as they did last week against Collingwood, and they won't win. It's mm. a good text there from and, Mark. And I think we can put that out there for every team. What, what we see is the pressure goes up, both mentally and physically. Melbourne. How many shots did they miss? They blew mm. some shots in both their games. They would rue their opportunities. Port Adelaide in the last quarter, one goal five when the game was there to be taken. They weren't able to finish. So I think that text, it's a good one um, from, from Mark in Renmark, but it, it, it applies to every team, really. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA Talking Footy. Um, speaking of a, a different kind of footy, we are giving you the chance alongside Beaumont Tiles to win a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. A few more texts coming in about Travis Boak, which we'll get to in a moment, and also a scathing one about the Adelaide 36ers with some news circling regarding one of their players. We'll get to after this. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 28 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. 18 degrees today. Not too far away, Bix. We need to nominate who has to pull up their socks. All day comfort, all day socks by Underworks. If you have any nominations, please text them through too. We still have Sandful Grand Final tickets to give away. We'll do that all day today so you can continue listening to SEN with The Run Home with Kimball on the Reach from 3 and Sports Day SA. What texts we got here? Okay, yeah, the first one says, Bix, what do you think of the one-sided Sandful umpiring on Sunday, 29 to 14? That was uh, in Sturt's favour over Adelaide. Someone mentioned to me, someone who follows the Sandful very closely, they said, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the Sturt-Adelaide game this week and in regards to free kicks. And I said, oh, yeah, why is that? They said, well, last time they played in a final, the free kick count was 32 to 6. So I, wow. did, I did have a heightened uh, awareness of it. But once again, is the, does it have to be even every time? No, it doesn't. Uh, but it's... I think it's there's an anomaly somewhere in the sample when you look at both Port Adelaide and Adelaide. Their free kick count is unbelievably removed to the lower end to what the other eight teams are, which mm-hmm. I cannot work out why. Uh, another text coming in from Steve saying, interesting discussion on Travis Boak. One thing I was reflecting on was the way Richmond used Ivan Marich to play alongside Ivan Soldo in the VFL to help him develop in 2017, credited with turning him into an AFL and Premiership player, I believe. Ivan lauded for leaving a legacy of a people-first attitude at the Tigers. It's a good one from Steve. Spot on. What do you is. got uh, before we head into the news, Mark? Bickley? There is one here which regards, so it's in your sort of field of expertise. It says, question for you guys, is there a... <laughs> A worse run sporting team anywhere than the Adelaide 36ers. Build up a real track record of being a total embarrassment at this point. 
there's no name on that. So this is in regards, I'm, I'm assuming, to the point you made this morning where mm. you'd heard that maybe one of the new recruits is now no longer a recruit before even pulling a singlet on. So the preseason tournament is wrapping up in Queensland, the Blitz. The 36 is lost by 26 points to New Zealand and 32 points to Perth. And from what has been reported from Queensland is that Jamal Franklin, one of their imports, has been shown the door before playing a regular season game. Mm. So suiting up for a couple of Blitz games and a few preseason games. So he signed with the club in July he came to the NBL after a year in the Philippines, which ended quickly. He lost his deal in the Philippines, allegedly due to uh, disciplinary issues. Mm. I'm not sure. It's a it's a really difficult one because I always ask myself questions about if these players are released really quickly, are we doing enough research into the players? Craig Randall's an example last mm. year where it was a disaster. He was almost um, celebrating on social media yesterday, putting up photos of himself in that Adelaide 36ers jersey on X. But he played well, but it wasn't a good fit for the team. And then he was released. Um, So already the 36ers are on the back foot again, unless they've already got a replacement ready Mm -hmm. to go. But to have a player signed and then released straight away, hopefully it doesn't impact the club financially. But still. Mm. It it speaks to like, I can only talk about the area that I know a little bit about, and that is the AFL system. They put a lot of effort into looking at the character of the players mm. as well. You know, go to the point of interviewing school teachers and people that have been involved with them throughout their sort of younger years. And because it's easy, it's easy to just to watch the video of a player and can he shoot and what does he bring on the park yep. he, or on the court? You can see that, but you've actually got to, you know, make sure it's a good fit off the court as well. And, and they've just had, looks like now, a couple that just haven't been a good fit off the court. The 36ers' first game of the season is in eight days. Really? That's come up quick. Yep. And then we see another player last night, um, Lockie Albrick, who was part of the 36ers' development program, just absolutely dominate for Illawarra. He should get drafted into the NBA in 24. Yeah. It's a, watch this space with the Adelaide 36ers. I know that... Um, under CJ, he's, he's trying to put together the best squad he can. And I know that their their home game is going to be absolutely outstanding. So if you haven't signed up for a membership yet, please do that because we certainly need your support. Um, speaking of basketball really quickly, together with the advertiser, we are looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There is a prize pool including cash, merchandise, and NBL experiences worth over $10,000. So just go to iCanWin.com.au for more details. We're going to turn our attention to the Host Plus Sandfall League Grand Final next and have a chat to Luke Partington from the Bays. With Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Josh Gablich will join us at 8 o'clock to talk about the AFL-CBA and the feeling in Victoria leading into one of the two prelim finals this weekend. We still have our brekkie break. Brownlow, lots of late nominations as well, Mark Bickley. Conan Lena at Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA, Brighton Road, they have taken care of that. And speaking of trophies and medals, there's a player that joins us right now on 1300 736 736 who hopefully is going to have a premiership medallion around his neck again for the Bays. We speak of Luke Partington, who is preparing to take on the Double Blues in the Host Plus Sandfall League Grand Final this weekend. Pardo, thanks for joining us. How are you feeling leading up to the game? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously it's um, been a bit of a long wait so far having um, won the second semi. So, 
um, yeah, hopefully the next few, get, few days go by quickly and we um, get out there and enjoy the sunshine on Saturday afternoon. Luke, congratulations getting back there again. It's a it's a big achievement. Now, it, it's been a, a cracking season. You lost just the three games for the year and one of them was two Sturt in round one. The next time you played them, you won by over 100 points, but that's over three months ago now. So it's been a little while between drinks since you've played Sturt. Yeah, it's certainly, uh, I guess, adding to the, the apprehension, I guess, um, not having played each other for such a long time. Um, so I guess that adds to the, the unknown a little bit more. And um, Yeah, so that was um, um, during the long weekend that we played. And so it's been you know, probably three months since mm. since our last matchup. So, um, yeah, a lot of unknowns coming into the game, which, which I guess adds to it a little bit more. Um the coach talked to us or talked to Jared yesterday on the uh, the Sandful show about a brutal uh, bit of match sim that you did, not a bit, a fair bit of match sim that you did to try and replicate not playing that weekend. Uh, it's always hard in the sort of mouth type stuff when you're doing competitive work the week before the, the grand final. Everyone got through, no problems? Yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're all get through training tonight and Friday. And, um, I think, we, yeah, everyone's everyone will have made it through and I guess you don't, yeah, I guess you don't, um, yeah, see it come through until you actually run out on the mm. game on, on game day, you know, anything can happen. So, um, yeah, but I think it's so important to be able to replicate a game. Otherwise, you know, two weeks without having that sort of um, physical contact and intensity of a game can um, lead to a slow start. So hopefully we've, we've got our prep right leading into Sunday's game. What happens in the lead-up to the game, Luke? Did you watch Sturt and Adelaide to see how tough the double blues are, especially with their defence and restricting Adelaide to such a low score? Is that something that you implemented in training or do you just um, have a look at a bit of film and then focus on your own game? Yeah, we, we sat down and there's probably 20 of us went down to the, the footy club and watched the Sturt game and, um, yeah, kept it. We obviously watched it quite closely and Sturt are a good defensive side, so... Um, yeah, we, we look at them tonight and, and Friday and um, really, really get prepared for the game on Sunday. And um, Yeah, we'll obviously focus on um, what we need to do as well because um, when we bring our best, we, we know we're a good footy side. Can you talk about your forwards for us? They've been outstanding this year um, with Lockie Hosey, Lee McBean and Luke Reynolds. I think the three of the top five leading goal kickers in the competition, the, the comfort that that provides you as a player to know that if one of your forwards is off, the other two can kind of pick up the slack. Yeah, I think more importantly than kicking goals, you know, it's uh, the defensive pressure and um, that they bring week in, week out because we know it's so important to be able to turn the ball over in, you know, the front half of the ground, and that gives them a really good opportunity to, to kick goals. So um, a big focus for us will be our defensive pressure. And, um, and then from there, I guess those guys will, will be the ones to finish the work, which is, yeah, always nice to know that the guys um, are pretty reliable in front of goal. Just give us an insight, Luke. It must be a good place to be around the Glenelg Footy Club because I was talking to Jared before, a bit early before you came on about the way you've been able to retain the people at the footy club, you mentioned Liam McBean and Reynolds and yourself and Bailey. There's there's a whole heap of mature age guys who are just playing great footy and sometimes it's difficult to maintain that uh, involvement as you know your life develops and other priorities come, but you've been able to really keep that group together and that's been the secret. You play such consistent footy and you've got so many consistent performers. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're fortunate enough. We've got a few guys like Darcy Bailey, Max Proud, Maddie Smith, um, who, who were at the club when 
you know, we, we were at the bottom end of the ladder and, mm. and success was a long way off. And those guys have done the hard yards, played, you know, a fair bit of reserves footy as well. And, um, yeah, they're hanging around now, reaping the rewards of all their hard work and they still work hard now. But all, all those years ago, when, um, you know, Paul Sandicoat, our footy manager, does an awesome job keeping everyone together. And, um, yeah, I guess going to footy training at Glenelg and everyone lives in the area or close by, it's... Um, yeah, it's a great place to play footy, and um, yeah, and, and we'll get along really well. So, um, yeah, I guess there's a few reasons why we were able to keep the group together, but it's, yeah, it's a big reason um, for the success we've had over the past few years. Well, you've already got enough medals, and hopefully for your sake, <laughs> you add another one to the McGarry, to the 19 yeah. Premiership, to a couple that you won over in WA as well. Um, Luke Partington, good luck to yourself, to Darren Reeves and the whole uh, Glenelg team in the reserves and also in the league on Sunday. Beautiful. Thank you. We've got tickets just, to give away before, as well, Bix. If you want the tickets, you've got to give us a buzz right now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 And before um, we sort of finish on Luke, I just wanted to give him a shout-out because – Luke has been helping out with the Emmanuel First Aid team, which I coach. Uh, so he donates his time, or has for the last three years since I've been there. So just fantastic. We talk about commitments with Sam Footy uh, and lots of other things going on, but he, uh, we used to do early morning training sessions. He'd come out, help the boys. This year he looked after uh, the, the stoppage work that we were doing. So he would take the guys on a Thursday night, the, the midfielders specifically. So giving back, you know, that, that was all out of the goodness of his heart. So uh, appreciate that. Former, I'm, I'm guessing he's a former Emmanuel student. That's the connection there. So, yeah, love that when people give back to grassroots footy. The run home with Kimbo and the Roach is on from 3 o'clock today. Sports Day SA with Blighty and Wilds uh, shortly after that. But next, Mark Bickley, I mean, this is the moment we have all been waiting for. It is Bickley's Believe It or Not. Mm-hmm. Any hints of what the theme is? It's a dual theme. It's a jewel theme. What do you mean by that? About jewels? On this day. Yeah. And Johnson's. <laughs> it's too easy. It is a quarter day on SNSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 11 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast still to come. We are going to have our Brecky Brownlow thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA, Brighton wrote, Bix is doing some... Weird visuals if you're having a look at Studio Lumo on the app today, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We're going to do our pull your socks up segment. I think I'm going to use the text message uh, as a pull your socks up. Oh, okay. Well, just hold on to that for now, okay? But um, we do appreciate the support of Underworks, everyday style, all day socks by Underworks because it's time for this. Believe it or not, yes, indeed. That's how this works. Uh, Bickley's Believe It or Not, I come up with three statements and then you have to work out if they're true or false. Now, today I've gone with one true 
and two false. So One have, true, two false. You've got to try and find the truth in these three uh, events. Now, Just this writing is, this down. One true, two false. And it. I need your help. Text in what you think is true. 0427 154 And generally we have a theme. And today I started off the theme on uh, on this day, uh-huh. which is the uh, the 20th of September, is it? What's well, it's not. No, it's no, it's, it's absolutely 21st. not. It's the 21st. 21st yeah, yeah so, so it's a good start. Yeah. So that one, wait a sec. That's false. <laughs> yes. Winner! <laughs> okay, well, it's going to go a little bit longer. Uh, and then what came out was uh, something else that was pretty spectacular. And that was a lot of things happened uh, to people by the name of Johnson on the 21st of September. All right, you're so, an expert with Johnsons. What do you got? Here we go. So uh, in 1988 at the Seoul Olympics, Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson won the 100 metres final with a world record time of 9.79 seconds. The time was expunged from the records and the gold medal taken from him when the drug test proved that he had taken a performance-boosting anabolic steroid and he quickly uh, tried to say that he'd eaten a steak and that's where that had come from. A steak? It was in, in the... In the cow that must have had steroids involved. That was his excuse, his first excuse. Good excuse. Okay, so that was the first one. Okay. Second one. Second one. Was there was, what are our, you laughing our at? Our producer is making bad jokes in my ear. Said it was, well, a, that's a, yeah. it was a mistake. Well, um, there's a reason why he's a producer and doesn't go on air. Exactly. Um, now, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, uh, Bulldog star, played uh, 364 games, played in four losing prelim finals. And on this day in 1997, it was his first losing prelim final. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, like I said, he went on to play in three others, uh, finishing up in 2010. Okay. And the final one... I'm just listening. You can probably see me think at the moment, which is a... And the final one is the most famous Johnson in the world, and that is Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Douglas Johnson, also known by his name as The Rock, the American actor, producer, former professional wrestler. His films have grossed over $10 billion. He's one of the highest grossing box office stars of all time, but he was a college footballer, played for the University of Miami, where he won a national championship in 1991, uh, but missed out on the draft in 1995. Went on to be in all these huge movies, uh, Jumanji and all the rest of it. But on this day in 2019, he was named in Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World. Wow, okay. So your favourite Johnsons, Ben Johnson, Brad Johnson, yes. and Dwayne Johnson. That's it. It's a collection of Johnsons. All had a big thing happen to them on this day, 21st September. Okay, so we're looking for one true, two false. Yes. Um, This is a challenging one, Bix, well, which every week is. So I'm going to try and work through this. Please do. Ben Johnson, I know, was disqualified in the end. The stake thing confuses me a little bit. I also need your help, please. Text in 0427 154 166. I'll give you a prize. We'll find a prize for you and you can have it, whether it's the Signet Boost Power Bank or Sandville Grand Final tickets. Brad Johnson, I know, played in a few losing prelims. I'm not sure about the four losing prelims, so that's where I'm a little bit confused. Four. 97-98, there's two straight away. Yes. Then he played in one losing one against Geelong yes. in, in 08 and one losing one against Collingwood in 2010. Are you sure? That's what, I'm just giving you that bit of extra information. But you could be lying then. I could be. Just try, I'm just continuing 
the Western Bulldogs Collingwood in 2010. Mm. And then Dwayne Johnson, uh, I know for sure, is loaded and makes massive movies. Mm. Uh, University of Miami. Yeah, he uh, was in um, the wrestling, actually, the WWE. I think it is still over the weekend. Made an appearance. There you go. Everybody loves him. So I have to give you an answer. So it's going to be a guess. I feel that the stake thing is wrong. So I, I'm going to say Ben Johnson is incorrect. I'm going to say Brad Johnson is incorrect. And I'm going to say Dwayne The Rock Johnson is my favourite Johnson, and that is true. Now, I was a little bit flat today because the Brad Johnson one, what was the on this sporting day that you read out at about six? Tony Lockett. Yeah, and it happened, what'd you say? 1996. Yeah. It, the prelim final was yes. on this day. Well, I said that the, the, the Brad Johnson's first prelim final was on this day in 1997. It could hardly be on the same day in 96 and 97. They generally played on a Saturday. Would have, could have been played on a Friday. Well, anyway, it wasn't Brad Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I said on this day, he was named as Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People yeah. for 2019. Don't you think that announced that at the end of the year rather than halfway through the year? You don't need to patronise me when you say it like that. <laughs> like you can. So the thing that happened on this day was Ben Johnson. Really? The Seoul Olympics, 1988, where his time was expunged. He was banned, but he tried to say that the anabolic steroids came from eating a steak. There a you go. A steak? Hmm. The steroids in the cow. Well, okay. You have a more extensive knowledge of Johnson's than I do, and that is fine. So another successful episode and edition of Bickley's Believe It or Not. We do have time, Bix, to do this. Pull your socks up! I don't cry no more. I'm good. I swear I pull my socks All day comfort, all day socks by Underworks. Your nomination, who has to pull up their socks, Mark Bickley. Yes. Uh, well, this one, oh, we've, we've opened it up for the text line because we had a text talking about the 36ers and they're a little bit uh, all over the shop at the moment. And this one's from DJ. He says, hey, guys, I'm very disappointed with the Reds and the 36ers with their preseason preparations. It only spells disaster for us, the fans. So DJ is saying to the 36ers, and the Reds, after their preseason form, pull your socks up. Well, I'd like to hear some more players being announced from Adelaide United, which I'm sure they'll do with the uh, cashola they got from selling off Craig Goodwin. And the 36ers need to replace an import. So it's a very good nomination there. Thank you very much to DJ. Hopefully that's not Daniel Johnson sending in that um, text. <laughs> that's another Johnson. There's another one. I should have had him in you it. should have had Daniel Johnson in there. Um, before we head to the news, we do wanted to give you an update on uh, Brody Grundy. Uh, Brody Grundy on his movements. <laughs> Brody Grundy. Yeah, there's my nomination for the Brecky Brownlow straight away. I'm sure that will pop up. This is Eddie Maguire on Footy Classified. Well, Brody Grundy, it's interesting, uh, boys, that yesterday Melbourne had a future planning meeting with all the players and it was mutually uh, agreed that uh, Brody, no need to turn up and Brody was happy not to, is what my information is. No rancour, but just it, we're finishing and that's done. And my understanding is that Port Adelaide don't have the picks to entice a deal with Melbourne and that Brody will end up at Mel at uh, Sydney who have got the picks 
and Brody, I think, wants to go to Sydney now. He's met with uh, uh, members of not only the match committee, but uh, the Tom president. Tom Harley as well. And yeah. everyone in his future. And, and the business side of that everything. arrangement. Yeah. yeah, and everything ready to go. So I think Brody Grundy will be one of the first deals done with the Sydney Swans to leave the Melbourne Football Club. OK, so there's some player movement. We'll hear more of that over the coming weeks. Mark Bickley, a few texts before the news. 0427154166. There's a, a bit of fact-checking being thrown our way, which we have to check. So what That's do you right. got? Brad Johnson played in five losing prelims. That's it. That was a lie. We told you that. Um, not, <laughs> not, not intentionally. <laughs> uh, another one here. This is a really good one. I love it when people uh, get involved like this, and um, particularly with people with great knowledge. Mark, yes, Port Adelaide and Adelaide are on the wrong end of the free kicks in the sandful. But the gap to the other eight clubs isn't as great as you said. For the minor round, Adelaide has minus 55 differential, uh, second uh, second worst, and Sturt minus 31, third worst. In the final against Central, the freeze was 16-29, despite Sturt having 60 more disposals, 24 more marks, and winning by 32 points. I'll be more interested in you in how you viewed the umpiring from watching the game and how many frees you thought were unfair. I did watch it all, and there were a couple of times where I thought, gee, that's a bit rich how they didn't get a free kick paid but mine is not so much just this year there's there's been numerous articles uh, and research done if you go back over the last five years the differential is something like Adelaide minus 300 Port Adelaide minus 300 and the next is minus 80 it is just I can understand how it might fluctuate from year to year and up and down but over an extended period of time this is why I said I can't explain it over an extended period of time, it is it is quite remarkable. I've never known for a period where the two just two teams would stand out how they do. Eight o'clock on SENSA. The Bricky Brownlow still to come thanks to Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. And next, we'll catch up with Josh Gablich. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. Going for 18 degrees today. Heading into grand final weekend in the host by Sandful League and Reserves. And the uh, 17 Futures, if you want to go, all you need to do is call us. We've got plenty of tickets to give away to that. And the after party, 0427 154 166. Uh, big half hour. Our Brecky Brownlow still to come, Mark Bickley. But we say good morning to Josh Gablich leading into a huge weekend over in Victoria, especially tomorrow night. The MCG, the Giants and the Pies. Josh, what can we expect from Collingwood? Any changes? Hello, Bolshi. Hello, Bix. Yeah, I think we'll have one change in it in the end at Collingwood. Obviously, Nick Dacos is good to go, finally, after he had that hairline fracture back in round 21. Been racing the clock since then, but he was given the green light over the weekend. And a, a decision was essentially taken out of Craig McRae's hands with Taylor Adams straining his hamstring in the match gym last week. So he will miss tomorrow night. And there's a fair chance he's going to run out of time if they do progress past the Giants. He's going to be a big watch and a big talking point next week if Collingwood do win tomorrow night. And then Jack Inneman was the sub against Melbourne. I think he'll be in the 23 again. He may be the sub. John Noble was the hard luck story, mm. of course, heading into the finals. I don't think he comes back in given the performance of Will Hoskin Elliott and Oleg Markov's emergence this year. Yeah, it's a, it's such a tough one right, for John Noble. I couldn't believe it when we heard it. We discussed it last week. And like you say, everyone pretty much stays in and, and, you know, the people that go into his role play well. 
And it's, yeah, unless there's an injury, it's unlikely to see if he comes back if they do progress through. Jack Payne's a big story at Brisbane because of the Twin Towers at Carlton and what they uh, offer or potentially could offer the, the Carlton forward line. What's the latest on him, Jack Payne, and whether he comes up? Yeah, it's a huge story, isn't it, Bix, when you think about Jack Payne and, and his form this year and what he's allowed Harris Andrews to do and his return to form. Mm. So he's in real doubt for Saturday. Barely trained since that qualifying final win over the power due to an ankle injury. We spent all of last week in a moon boot to get that swelling down. And speaking to people that were there training on Tuesday, if you're going off that, I couldn't see him playing. So today's D-Day for him. He's going to need to prove his fitness. And as you said, I mean... He's going to have a matchup on a Coleman medalist in Charlie Curnow or Harry Mackay. So, huge watch on Jack Payne. They did pull Darcy Gardner out of the VFL prelim on the weekend. So, they do have a safety net there. Derek Joyce has been another option for Chris Fagan. So, huge watch on Jack Payne. Mm. Um, Luke Shuey, has he got a new role since announcing his retirement? Yes, that's right. He's set to return to West Coast, this time as a development coach. It's been in the works for some time, but he is going to come back to the club where he's essentially an all-time great, given what he did in 2018, and a couple of best and fairest, and a captain, of course. He's been chipping away at, at coaching in the past few years, so he will work under Adam Simpson in, in that footy department. And Mark Nikoski is the change at this stage. He's going to move from development to the community department, and I think there'll be a few more changes to come. Josh, has there been much talk about Port Adelaide player movement over in Victoria? We've been discussing Travis Boak. Ollie Wine's name has been thrown around. Um, but Bryn Teekle's a name that stands out as well, especially if Scott Lysette calls time on his career. Well, he's another name that's emerged this week. Obviously, he was one of the four list changes that the power made on Tuesday. And their ruck situation's been really fascinating all season. We now know that Jordan Sweet has requested a trade to Alberton, and from what you hear around the traps, it sounds like Ivan Soldo is certainly still a player of interest, so they may end up getting two Ruckman during the off-season, but Brintekel is one that I thought was a little bit stiff not to get another deal. There was definitely one in the works earlier in the season, given what he's done since he was selected in the mid-season draft last year, but North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs, they're definitely in the market for backup Ruckman, given what's going to happen, and Brent Teekle's been one that they're interested in, and they can get him as a delisted free agent at the start of November. GWS is another club that's doing a bit of work behind the scenes because they're preparing for a Matt Flynn to depart, potentially a Braden Proust to depart. Neither of them have deals for next year at this stage. So just one to keep an eye on. I think Brent Teekle will find a new home in the off-season. I think there's going to be a, a, a ruck merry-go-round. Uh, Sam Hayes is another name at Port Adelaide who actually came in and played some reasonable footy in the last part of the season. So he would have uh, pricked some interest with some clubs who were looking at Ruckman as well because most think he's going to depart Port Adelaide. Yeah, it's a good point. I think there is some interest out there. I think they're waiting to see around Scott Lysette mm. and whether he makes a decision on his future or not. There has been some, some, some good signs in terms of maybe get another deal at the power. But with the Ruckman coming in, it might be in his best interest to explore another opportunity or to maybe move on from, from his from his footy career. So he's got a big decision to make. And, and Sam Hayes, if he doesn't get another deal there, I dare say he'll be part of this ruck merry-go-round. There are going to be so many moving parts. And I suppose with the, the Brody Grundy decision, it set off a bit of a domino effect. Jordan Sweet was the first one who now has an opportunity at Port Adelaide, which didn't look likely about two or three weeks ago with Grundy potentially heading to Alberton. But there are many other in the many others in the mix, like a Todd Goldstein, who looks set to move to Essendon during the off-season. So a lot to play out, as there always is in the ruck space. 
Josh, thanks for your time. Can you give us your two tips for the prelim? I think Collingwood gets the job done tomorrow night. And Brisbane, well, they haven't been beat at the Gabba all year. So I think we're going to see a repeat of the 2002 grand final. We appreciate it, mate. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Walshie. Thanks, Bix. Josh Gablitz joining us there. Bix, just on those the players for Port Adelaide, I'm just having a look at the players who are out of contract but still listed by the power at the moment. So you would expect they'd be seeing whether they can come to a deal or yep. potentially um, be traded if Port were looking to move them on. So Hugh Jackson's recommitted to the club. Yep. And then um, Horacio Fantasia, Quinton Narkel out of contract. Riley Bonner you, has you would, been delisted. Do you think Narkel gets another? Well, is it one or the other, do you think? Do you think it's Narkel or Fantasia get a deal? Oh, I, once again, I, I'm. We don't know the the medical side of it. That that's the only question mark, isn't it, on Fantasia? Because yep. his footy's good enough when he's playing, but he just can't get out just there. Can't four, get fit. four games in two years. It's just um, so it's hard to see how they can go forward. The only thing you could say is maybe they're saying, you know what, the last six weeks we got him right. We mm-hmm. did this. There's no operations over preseason. He'll get a chance to full preseason. That that might be the only thing. Uh, maybe they offer him, you know, I'm not sure how the, what the rules are in terms of rookie list spots or yep. train on. And if you get through preseason, you can, you know, we'll hold a spot for you, all those type of things. I think there needs to be some safeguards because the last thing you want is if you do re-sign him and then there's something comes up in preseason and, and he gets injured again. So, uh, but Quentin Narkel, I think, offers a bit more. He's a bit more midfield, he's a bit more... Um, you know, he's got a few more strings to his bow and, and you don't move someone over... Interstate for six months, I wouldn't have thought. Sam Hayes, we've just spoken about. Scott Lysette, we've just spoken about. Tom Jonas, who has retired. And then Travis Boak, mm. who is a big talking point too. So um, watch this space for the Port Adelaide Football Club. We've gone through Adelaide's um, out-of-contract players as well. They probably will have a pretty quiet off-season in regards to their movement. However, Will Haywood has been heavily spoken about. Mm. Another one we talked about all the delisted free agents. So Riley Bonner and Bryn Teekle, Josh mentioned uh, Bryn Teekle. The, the attraction is when you get delisted by a club, you then can just go anywhere. You don't yep. have to be traded. You, don't just, you can just pick your club, go there, train with them, get listed and away you go. I just wondered whether uh, there's a guy called Tim O'Brien who was delisted by Hawthorne, who at different stages, uh, sorry, the Bulldogs, he'd been at Hawthorne and the yeah. Bulldogs at different stages has showed a little bit, played some footy this year. With Adelaide's injury concerns, you know, with Duday and Murray, uh, they've got a young player in in um, Borlace who's still finding his way. Whether that might be some insurance as well and, the, you know, the ability to just bring in a delisted free agent and not have to pay anything for him, that might be of attraction. So keep an eye on that. It is 11 minutes past eight. Next, our Brecky Brownlow. There's a lot of nominations, which we'll get to. Thanks to Connellina at the Brighton Trophy Centre. The best in SA, Brighton Road, back after this. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Quarter past eight, SENSA breakfast. Partly cloudy, top of 18 degrees today. Bix, I wanted to give you a very quick nomination from my perspective for who needs to pull up their socks. Who's that? That's my daughter, Rain. It was her seventh birthday yesterday, but she has decided to have her seventh birthday party on AFL Grand Final Day. Oh, my goodness. So I will be... So, so who's the adult here? Put your foot down. Pull your socks up. 
Make I will a decision. Be, I'll be an absentee on that day. Oh, I'll be an apology. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. Well, can't you have the birthday on the Sunday? Well, talk to my daughter about okay. it, mate. Well, she's seven. You, you're an adult. You can coerce. Pull yeah. on your Chris Davies pants and, and coerce <laughs> rain into not well, having them. I mean, I don't want some conflicting views there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get into our Brecky Brownlow. We need to give a birthday shout-out to Lena. Con and Lena, who run the Brighton Trophy Centre, it was Lena's birthday uh, last weekend or the weekend before, and we didn't say happy birthday, oh, and I think she, she turned about 30. So um, happy birthday to Lena. Go and say happy birthday. Her birthday present that she got last week was a car having an accident right mm. outside the Brighton mm-hmm. Trophy Centre. So go and see them. The best in SA, Brighton Road. You're going to start off with a nomination. What we like to do is highlight the best and the worst of the week, and there's a fair bit to get through, Mark Bickley. Yes, let's start. One vote. I'm not sure how this came about, but you were talking what you thought was off air, and you are doing your best Borat impersonation. Let's have a listen. Joy. <clears throat> and tomorrow we're... Very nice. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> She's very sexy. (laughs) I didn't expect the end part. Uh, See, I was trying to do a recording advert and then there's you butting in all the time. That's what I have to deal with. And just a little one this morning. No. Describing uh, Brody Grundy in a rather unusual way. Uh, Brody Grundy. uh, Brody Grundy on his movements. (laughs) What's in Starbucks? You go in and get a Brody Grundy. It's branding. So I think I'm helping him commercialise his brand yeah, so he can have the Brody Grande, which he'll be having a few if he's not moved on to Sydney. He could be having a few Brody Grandes on Bondi Beach. Mm, okay. Bondi Brody. Um, Big side need to then throw some nominations your way. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we played Quick Bicks. It was the Travis edition of Quick Bicks. And one of the questions I asked was, um, Travis Barker mm. is the famous drummer, survived a plane crash as well. Travis Barker. Yeah, not many say they can do that. Absolutely. Um, Blink-182, unfortunately, I think have cancelled their Australian tour and I was um, asking about that particular band, Blink-182, who you referred to as... Blink-181? <laughs> Sorry. Blink something. I, I just had a mental blank. Sorry. What is it? What's the answer? What did you say? I said Blink-181. What? <laughs> Is that the wrong number? It's Blink-182. <laughs> I can't bad. believe I got that wrong. I don't know what happened yesterday. It was the fact we are in the, the laundry chute. It sounded like we were in a tin can. It's <laughs> a laundry chute. <laughs> um, oh, and then it. I got you to finish off oh. Travis's Why Does It Always Rain On Me? And instead of saying, Why Does It Always Rain On Me? You said this. Let it rain. <laughs> Let's play the lead up to it. So it sounded like I just wasn't singing on my own. But anyway, it was a disaster. I did play the lead up to it yesterday and you still went with the no, no, let it, it rain. It was a disaster. I knew it had something to do with the rain, but I was I was in a like a rut yesterday for uh, quick bix. Anyway, let's get to the three votes. No, before we get to the three votes, I think we give it the credit it deserves. We also had a nomination for the Brecky Brownlow for our traffic guy who's lost his voice basically at 7.30 this morning. So um, thank you to our traffic guy. Um, the computer's frozen on me. That's why I'm trying to just, oh, just talk padding. at the moment. It's obvious now, isn't it? Over to you, Mark Bickley, in three, two, one. Let it rain. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not exactly on my playlist. What's his name? Travis who? Or just Travis? Just Travis. That's a band. Three votes. Who are they going towards? Well, it's hard to go past this one because this has got a little bit of a backstory, of course. Super sleuth, Jared Walsh. You were, you were, uh, yeah, get the detective music going. You smelled a rat mm. when you heard some talkback radio with a irate power supporter, but then you noticed that it was his name was Stu from Harndorf. Now we have a Stu from Harndorf, and then you started to piece together and say, yes. How many Stews in Harndorf would there be? You Googled 3,080 people live in Harndorf. Called them all. <laughs> Called all the Stuarts. Yep. Bit like the old detective movie, you got a pencil and went through the phone book and just crossed them all out. Correct. And you came up with the fact you thought it was a setup. And you asked him to own up to it. And thankfully he called because it would have been very embarrassing otherwise. He's Stu. I'm feeling physically ill! <laughs> Walshy, or should I say Batman and Robin? <laughs> yes. Yes, you've done it. The world's greatest detective. <laughs> Without doubt, that's the three votes for this week, probably this month. It's, Stu it's, from Harndorf. Yeah, very well played. Outstanding job. You played the whole of Adelaide media. Apart from us, mate. On a break. We got you. Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. There's your Brecky Brownlow votes. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? 28 minutes past eight. If you missed any of the show today, uh, you can listen to the podcast. As we said, it's going to be a big show on SEN SA today on Sports Day. And, of course, Blighty and Wilds. Um, Bix, a shout out to Luke who's texting 0427154166 saying it sounds like the Godfather's reading our traffic today, which is awesome. And let's end the week on a positive. Yeah, Paul from Denial Bay says, how about some sport fellas? The show is all about yourselves again. You're not all that funny or important. I want sport. Thanks. Sandful Grand Final, etc. So, um... Sorry. Wait a sec, did we talk about the Sandful Grand Final all morning and gave away tickets? Yeah. Um, Luke Partington was on, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Plays for Glenelg. Um, Connor McFadgen yesterday from Sturt. Yep. Luke. Josh Gablich, AFL. Mm-hmm. Travis Boak. Yep, a little bit of that. Oh. I thought Denial Bay might have been, a, you know, like a makeup name, but Denial Bay is just near Sejuna. I just looked it up. So, uh, hello to everyone in Denial Bay, especially you, Paul. Thanks for listening, and we'll try better next week. Suki, Suki, la la. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are your tips for the prelims in the Sandville Grand Final? It's the Brisbane Collingwood Grand Final coming up, and I think Glenelg win here in Adelaide. I totally agree with you. Thanks for listening this week. Your texts, your calls, we love them. Lots of free stuff next week for you as well, just for interacting in the show, because uh, we are truly grateful for your support. As we said, it's going to be a brilliant Thursday leading into prelim final weekend, but... Please go and support local footy and go and support the Sandville Grand Final. The future's leading into the reserves, leading into the Host Plus Sandville League Grand Final. And Bix, I will catch you Tuesday, my friend. See you later.